if I didn't, I wouldn't be here. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> um, I'm just trying to start the podcast, but uh, our guest here today is a problem. <laughs> Okay, you okay just, sorry. Uh, Introduce the podcast. Right, Go for right, it. Right, 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 right. <laughs> uh, Am I supposed to look at the camera or look at you? It's, yeah, you can break the fourth wall. You're allowed to do whatever. Okay. People are here to see you. Okay. Way. So I don't know which camera you're looking at. but I can mix it up. That's Go for it. Until people are commenting, she's looking at the camera. Anyway, um, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the podcast. Today I'm joined by Paige Lennox, actress. Filmmaker. No, yeah. you say filmmaker if you don't really know what someone does in film, but anyway. Um, it's a very generic term. <laughs> yeah, filmmaker. I make films. First time, she said, oh, you say you wanted to be a cinematographer at some point. I did. When we started the program, I did kind of want to be a cinematographer, but I don't know. Recently, I've been sort of moving away from it. Like, I still find it interesting, but I think I kind of like ADing. That's fun. ADing? Yeah. Why? I don't know, because I just get to like, well... Okay, you say that I get to tell everyone what to do sounds like mean. But no, straight up, like, it's just like, I, I have the time. Like, I'm just organized. I like it when things are organized. I get frustrated when they aren't organized. And you know what they say? Like, if you want something done right, do it yourself. So nothing would piss me off more as a director to have an AD that's, like, all over the place. So at least I know uh, if I'm doing it, it's done correctly. So you prefer AD. All right. She wants to be an AD. Well, okay. The breakdown is, I know you guys like to know where I met these people. Okay, I met Paige at In Focus Film School. If you've been on my other channel, you know I decided to go to film school, which was a very you know, good decision, but I decided to go to film school. It's costly. Sorry. Gotta put it out there. Um, and Paige is part of my, one of my classmates out of one of, are we 25 or 24? We are neither. We are, uh, I thought we are 36. We are 25 people. <laughs> no, we're not. Oh, we're 36. What was the other? 11. No. No, that's me. Anyway. FP. F, no, we're, F, we're FP 63. Yeah, we're FP 63. And there's how many people in our class? Oh, sorry. I thought you were asking what number we were. Like yeah. class number. Oh, no. Okay, we're 25 people in the class. 25 people in the class. And yeah, she is on top. She's the best student in our class. Um, Wants to be a... AD now. I feel like that's putting me on a really high pedestal. That's not true. I came to the class with no experience. I had no idea what I was doing. I was just an actor. I was like, I'm just going to stand here and act and look cool. She's an actor. <laughs> Hollywood. You know what I mean? Like, you already knew what we were doing. Most people are learning how to start a camera or be in front of a camera. You have set experience. I do. Yeah. As a background actor, which is not exactly like, you know. I mean, you're a background actor. You know what it's like. It's not exactly like, you know, living the high life. Well, you get crafty. Yeah, you get crafty. Yeah. You get the the crappy crafty. I don't know if you're union or not, but like. I'm not union, but. I only got union crafty on one show. I did um, two days on Superman and Lois where I got a union voucher. Yeah. And it was the worst union crafty I've ever seen. Like the one time I got union crafty, it was so bad. I actually got um, uh, food, was it food poisoning on set that day. Oh. Yeah, and then thankfully I only got food poisoning on the second day, which is our last day, so then I just could go home and like sleep for three days. But yeah, I was really sick for like three days. It was no. terrible. See, that goes to tell you, don't be eating that crafty, you see. But I once heard a guy say, okay, kids love set because there's free food. What about adults is my question. Why do you guys love going on set? Me? Mm -hmm. I mean, 
the set is just so much fun. I love it. Like a lot of people, a lot of people I meet, meet doing background, they really shit on background. They hate it. But um, I love being on set because it's just like fun. You get to do cool stuff. You get to co- dress up in costumes and meet new people, especially I don't like cattle call days because there are so many people there. But at the same time, there's so many people to talk to and you yeah. meet so many interesting people. I mean, I've met so many like people who are writing stuff or directing stuff and also just people who like don't even work in the film industry at all that do like random stuff. I've met people that literally just flew in from another country that they just got here and this was their first job and you get to talk to them and it's very interesting. I really enjoy it. My favorite show that I did was Grease Rise of the Pink Ladies because that was all like 1950s. We got like cool hair. We got cool costumes. I hated my hair to be fair, but like at least it was cool. It was interesting, you know, it was fun. Everybody that I've met was on Greece. Apparently, it was a great experience. It was so much fun. If you can do it for season two, you should totally do it. I really hope I get to go back for season two. I don't trust that. I was told to do School Spirits. It's awesome. I did it. I hated it. Oh, single wait. Which day of School Spirits did you do? Because the day uh, I did sucked. Yeah, the other day was like at night. Yeah, I did yeah. a two-day night shoot for the, like, was it where Milo was dancing in the middle of the gym and it was like a prom thing? I have no idea with Milo. The Wally, the like main love interest guy. Uh okay, let me explain. Uh, we were at a field one time, I think. Okay, no, I wasn't at the field. And then I'm trying to think the. I was in this gym. The one I did in the gym, I don't know if it was school spirits, was it? I mean, if you if you like go out for like high school stuff, you probably every second day of work you do is in a gym for like a prom or something. Yeah, I've done so many proms. You know, I never got a prom when I was in high school, but since I started working background, man, I've been to like ten proms. I'm all prommed out. What made you get into BG of all the things? Um, I met a girl actually who mm-hmm. worked in BG. So I was working at a deli, mm-hmm. um, Choices Deli. And um, I met a guy there who worked in the meat department. And I yeah. literally just moved here. Sorry. <clears throat> I had literally just moved here. I didn't know anyone. And I was just sitting in the break room talking to this guy. And I was like, I have no friends here. All I know is that I want to get into the film industry. Mm-hmm. And he was like, oh, well, I know this girl who's an actor and she owns her own antique place and whatever. And I was like, Oh, well, that's really cool. And he was like, yeah, she's opened up her new store soon. Yeah. I was like, great. Turns out her store was like less than a block from my house. Mm-hmm. So I walked down to her store one day and I was like, hi, my name's Paige. She's like, hi. And next thing you know, we're like best friends and we were going everywhere together. And she got me into her background agency, which is local color. Oh. And yeah, that's how I kind of got started. That was my first experience on set. Walked onto set knowing absolutely nothing. Didn't know where I was going or what I was doing. Didn't have like, I literally was just like carrying my clothes on like a coat hanger, (laughs) you know, with like a garbage bag over top of it, (laughs) which I never did again. That was the first and last time (laughs) I ever did that. And I got breakfast, which was a surprise to me because I didn't think I was going to get breakfast. I was like, oh, breakfast. And yeah, no, it was, um, it was kind of fun because my first day on set was a 16 hour day, but, um, and everyone was like, oh yeah, this sucks for your first time. But I was like, no, like, this is great. I got to do a long day on set. Like that was fun. And that set the standard for me. So I never got used to like the short days. And yeah. I, so I kind of love the long days. Plus you get a lot of overtime. So 16, listen, 16 hours is just, that's two days. That's like you left. <laughs> what time did you get home? I don't remember. It was like a, over a year ago. Because I, I remember there's a time when I would say, if you're going on set, you go in and the sun is up and then you... No, you go in before the sun is up and you leave when the sun is still is gone. Like yeah. you don't even get to see the sun. Yep. Which is terrible. Film industry. 
that's why we're striking 12 hour days i have no problem with the 16 hour day because i get a lot of money like i get they pay me a lot of overtime for me 16 hour day doing backgrounds the ideal day and maybe it's just for me because i don't get like to me it doesn't feel like work it's just fun especially because for background actors i mean you sit around now for crew it's a different story because they're yeah. working the entire day 16 hours. i mean like i can't imagine being a director and doing like a 16 hour day as a director because you're on like 100 percent of the time whereas a background actor i'm like yeah, I'm sitting, I'm eating a snack, I'm chilling. You know, you want me to stay here for an extra two hours? Like, yeah. whatever, sure, you pay me. You know, as long as you're paying me, you know, keep, keep it rolling. Keep it rolling. I got nowhere to go. Exactly. You got to come back and do it. See, I don't know. What about if it's 16 today, 16 tomorrow, like the whole week? You take it? I've done two 16-hour days back to back. Holy smokes. And um, actually, <laughs> one time I, this was two different shows, but I agreed to do a day shoot and then, a night shoot back to back so i did like a day shoot night shoot so it was like 24 hours it was more than 24 hours actually just straight working i went straight from one set to the next one i didn't even go home i didn't get a break and you you didn't sleep on the next one uh i did sleep um in between like shots when we were in holding and stuff i did make a point of sleeping but yeah that was like day shoot night shoot like back to back that was that was probably the craziest thing i've ever done and honestly i would do it again like i didn't hate it (laughs) I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. She's by herself on that one. All right. <laughs> yeah, I got to go home. Sleep, wake up. Do it again. As, uh, I think for me, it was that they gave us lots of breaks, especially on the second one. Sometimes you get on sets where they don't really give you a lot of breaks. But on yeah. that second one I did, they did give us a lot of time. So I was able to sleep. I think if it was one of those ones where they constantly had us going, I would have gotten really frustrated. But like I had time to nap. So I was like, whatever. I can't um, complain. Uh, facts, facts. And then you're an actor. How how did you get into that? Oh, man. I've been acting for so freaking long. I started when I was in, I think, third grade mm-hmm. was how I initially got into it. And it was literally just because there was like an announcement that went out and they were like, we're looking for people for the school play. And I was like, man, I didn't really have that many friends and I didn't really have anything else to do with my life. I didn't really have any hobbies. I was like, sure, why not? Try something new, you know? So, um... I just, I went up and auditioned and I got to be one of the lost boys in Peter Pan. And honestly, I hated it. It was a horrible experience. <laughs> what? How was Peter Pan bad? Well, no, Peter Pan was fine. Like the actual, the actual show was fine. I think for me, it was just because when rehearsals started, it was winter. Mm-hmm. And so I didn't want to go outside anyway. So I was like, whatever. But then by the time rehearsals ended, it was summer. It was sunny outside. It was yeah. hot. And like we had to do rehearsals in the dark gymnasium. And I'm like, this sucks. And that was for me the hard part. Um, and then the following year, I didn't do the school play because I was like, fuck that. I don't want to do it. Like the, that was a horrible experience. I didn't want to yeah. do it again. And then I watched everyone else like go up to rehearsals and like do their thing. And I was like, oh, that looks like so much fun. I want to do it. So I was like, screw it. So next year, fifth grade, I was like, okay, I'm going to do it again. And I got cast as Glenda the Good Witch in The Wizard of Oz, which was mortifying. I did not want to do that. I actually begged my drama teacher to give me a different role. And she was like, no. And I was like, please, like, because Glenda has a solo. She sings a solo and I don't sing. And I was like, because literally my audition, she was like, can you sing a little bit for me? And I couldn't think of a song. And I sang Twinkle Twinkle Little Star (laughs) for her. And then she was like, just sing anything. And I was like, okay, twinkle, twinkle. Yeah. And then she gave me Glenda based on that. And man, like, I get that it's an elementary school play, but bro, that was like traumatizing. I did not want to do it. She made me do it. Although honestly, I will say my costume was really nice and a really pretty dress. But yeah, that was pretty much the highlight of that. 
And then, uh, yeah, then after that, I kind of just started taking drama classes and kind of continued doing it. And it was nice because it was just an easy way to make friends. Even when yeah. I moved here, actually, I started taking acting classes again because I didn't have any friends. And so I was like, I moved here. I was like, I don't know anyone in the city. And yeah. I was like, well, if I just start taking acting classes, I'll make friends. I always do. And I did. So oh, that's how the clicks come up. Yeah. To, uh, see ya. Okay. And then. So how do these two things lead to you going to film school? At what point do you say, I'm done with being background, I'm done with being in front of camera, I want to go to film school? It wasn't really that I was done with being in front of the camera. It was just that I am someone who kind of does a little bit of everything. I like to keep busy doing lots of different things. And as an actor, you know, it's not always consistent work, you know. I haven't actually, I've only done one paid acting job since I moved to Vancouver. And that's it. And I've been here for almost over a year. So I was like, I got to I gotta try something else. I was like, I got to be able to diversify. I wanted, because I know a lot of actors, you know, they work as waitresses or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I was like, if I'm going to have a side job, because almost all actors need one at some point, I want it to be in the film industry. Oh, okay. okay. I want to stay in the film industry if I can. And doing background as an actor is hard because a lot of the time, if you've done background on a show, they won't hire you as an actor because you've already been background. Uh-huh. And I've always kind of been interested in the crew aspect and how things work behind the scenes. And I was about halfway through my acting program that I was doing. So this was like, God, I don't know, like a year ago mm-hmm. that I was like, you know what? I think I'd kind of like to go to film school just to try it, just to see what it's about. Mm-hmm. And then I'd have some new skills under my belt and mm-hmm. just an option, you know, like then I can go work on set as an AD or an AC or I mean, the worst case scenario, PA, although I really don't want to be a PA. Um, 16 hours. Yeah. But, guaranteed. Yeah. But see, I feel like a PA would be a boring job. At least background is a fun job. Like you get to dress up and be on set and like run around and scream and whatever. But like, and then, but then PAs are just like, I mean, I don't even know what they do, but like I like control traffic, I think. And um, <laughs> okay, like I, I, I respect PAs. I do. But I just they're. Jobs feels kind of boring. Like, I don't really know about that much what, what they do, but... Well, okay. Now that you ask. A PA, some watch over people's cars in crew park. Yes, I've seen that. Some take out your trash. Yes, I've seen and that. Mm-hmm. Some make sure there's no people walking on set. Oh, yeah, Random. the lockup people, yeah. Mm. Basically, they put up the tents, destroy the tents. They work for locations. So yeah. you do whatever locations asks of you yeah which is whatever <laughs> locations i know location usually it's especially in the winter it's like can you turn on the heater can you turn off the heater yeah. can you like turn on this light isn't working turn on the light or like this garbage can's full change the garbage that kind of stuff and i'm like i mean pa i think pa pays the same as background right yeah so then i'm like if they pay the same which would i rather do mm, background pa is more consistent work background is hit and miss yeah that's true that is true but now i'm in film school anyway so i don't really need consistent work because i'm too busy with school well still you remember when you join you still have to be a pa they say yeah like i'm sure i will be a pa at some point like i'm not saying i'm never gonna be a pa i'm sure i will be like it'll happen probably when i'm done film school that'll be what i end up doing but um yeah, just for now, it's like... Mm. I don't want to watch people's cars the whole day. Yeah, that seems kind of boring, you know? Well, you take your, your app. You listen, here's what you do. You go on PA job, you're watching people's cars, you have your phone, listen to my podcast, you know? Everybody oh, wins. listen to your podcast, yeah. You know what? 
and I, I didn't mention this earlier, but generally I'm not much of a podcast person. I'm not really much of a talk show person in general. This is not a talk show. <laughs> See, you're the second person to bring this up. And I think it's an Alberta problem because the same person was, okay, she was from Calgary, was bringing this up, saying it's a talk show. I'm like, this is not a talk show, okay? This is a. I think um, people from Vancouver just have a really messed up idea of what a podcast is. They're very, obs- they get all obsessed with their podcast. We, us in Alberta, we don't really listen to podcasts. So we know what a podcast is because we actively avoid them. Whereas in Vancouver, they just like, you know. You guys spend most of your time trying to find heat. So you don't have the time. Trying to find heat. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. what are we? Yeah, like cave right. people? I'm like trying to like make a fire with my sticks. <laughs> the whole day. Like, oh, finally some heat. Bro, our, honestly, like, people ask me about that in Edmonton. They're like, oh, it's so freaking cold in Edmonton. Like, how do you survive? And I'm like, well, our houses are heated. And then you get in your car and your car is heated. Or you get on the bus and your bus is heated. And then you get off the car or your bus and then you go into a building that is also heated. So it's not like you're, like, that cold. It looks that bad. But I, we, we just see what we see. It's like minus 40. And frozen roads. I have been at the bus stop. I remember I was at the bus stop. It was the coldest. We were the coldest place on earth that day. Mm. And I was sitting at the bus stop. And well, I wasn't sitting. I was standing because the seats are cold. But um, I was wearing two pairs of pants and two jackets. And I was making sure where like my ankles weren't exposed. Because like any skin that was exposed would like freeze. Exactly. But at the bus stop, there's like a thing you can go into that has like a little heater at the top. I mean, not Mm. all bus stops have it, but this one did. Um, And so that helps a little bit. But then like every single time the door opens, it was one of those automatic doors too. So we were all like squished in there. And then someone would accidentally stand too close to the automatic door. And they would like trigger it and it would open. And we'd all be like, "Mm, why'd you do that? Yeah. Oh, I see. That's why you don't listen to podcasts. Y'all dying out there. Yeah, but at least we, like, I don't know. At least we have sunlight. You guys are just sad. Have you been outside today? In the winter. In the winter, we, Edmonton has sun, like, 365 days a year. You guys are just, like, sad half the year. No, it's it's a little bit of rain. A little bit of rain. Holy crap. It never hurts nobody. I feel like the people at Abbotsford would disagree with you. Listen, (laughs) rain is good for the environment. Mm. You know, you know, we have animals in the ecosystem that need water. Yeah. No, we we have rain in Edmonton too. It's just, you know, we're not like. Just because your snow melts doesn't make it rain. You know what I mean? Like. No, it rains in the summer when it's supposed to rain. In Vancouver, you guys just have a drought and everything dies. It it looks like it's crying. (laughs) I'm like, the last place I want to be in the summer is Vancouver. I'll be, I'll be in Vancouver in the summer and I'll be like, I really wish I was in Edmonton right now because everything is just dead. Like the grass is dead. The trees are drooping. They look like they're like, just like water me, please. We have a hater. (laughs) Okay. It's all right. It's all right to hate on our beautiful city. Welcome to beautiful. Where else have you gone? It says, welcome to Alberta's. Welcome to beautiful British Columbia. See that? We have. You think just because it's alliteration, I'm going to take your word for it. You're like, yeah, uh, this this is alliteration. Therefore, it's correct. This is correct. This is the most beautiful place on in Canada. Okay. I was about to say on earth, but that's a lie. In Canada, this is the most previous place I've been told. It's sunny. I've been told otherwise. You ever watch those travel bloggers that go to like um, Canada and they're like, oh, my favorite places. And they always say Alberta because we have Jasper and Banff and we're cool as hell. You see, uh, yeah, fine. Banff is nice. Banff is okay, but Jasper's good. I like Jasper. I've spent more time in Jasper than Banff. Okay, you got two sports. Cool. I mean, we have the whole city. 
Fine, why am I defending Vancouver? I'm usually the one complaining about it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Come on, Kevin. Get on my team here. No, I'm not team Alberta. It's flipping cold. I was at Lake Louise. I almost lost my hands. Man, if I knew that we were going to be on camera for this, I would have worn my uh, Oilers jersey today because the Oilers are playing today. They're playing against the Golden, uh, I want to say the Golden Knights, Vegas, I think. Yeah. Um, I'm no. assuming this is hockey she's talking yes, about. Yes, hockey, sorry. Um, they're playing tonight. They just made it to the second round series. And I was like, oh, I should wear my jersey. But then I was like, no, nah, I don't want to get it dirty. But if I knew I was going to be on camera, I would have worn it just so I could be like, ah, Oilers. Go Oilers. Well, we're Team Canucks. Yeah. No, we're not. Oh, no. The Canucks aren't even playing in the playoffs. That's how sucky they are. Go Maple Leafs. No. <laughs> Which other team do I know? I'm just pulling out NHL teams. Okay, I forgot. I just saw the Maple Leafs won something like two days ago. Good for them. Good for I, them. I honestly, I don't follow hockey at all. I only watch the playoffs and I only watch the Oilers games. So I don't know what any other hockey team is doing. See, this is Alberta. It's all rigged. All right, all right, all right, cool. So you grew up in Alberta. What was life like out there? I mean, God, like, <laughs> like that's a very vague question. Well, I don't know how to ask about like, okay, fine. Um, you grew up in Alberta. Okay, fine. Let's bring it down. Okay. Alberta. What was life like as a 10-year-old in Alberta? Bro. <laughs> a 10-year-old. <laughs> 10-year-old in Alberta. Uh, God, I don't have a photographic memory. I don't remember when I was 10. But mm-hmm. um, I will say growing up in Edmonton, was I spent most of the time just wanting to leave Edmonton, to be honest. But now yeah. looking at it in hindsight, I'm like, I should have enjoyed it while I was there because it was awesome. It's I always talk. I talk a lot of people about the 20 minute radius. Yeah. And I love the 20 minute radius they, uh, because um I lived in like the one Edmonton's kind of divided up into like four quadrants, like the four corners. And so the little corner that I lived in, you didn't really have to leave your corner. Like you kind of just stayed there. There was no reason for you to live, leave okay. like here in Vancouver. I mean. I go, I live in Surrey yeah. and I have to commute through Delta, through Richmond, into Vancouver to get to school every day. It's like in Edmonton, I didn't even have to leave my neighborhood. Like everything was there. Yeah. My high school was in my quadrant. My the mall was in my quadrant. My local shopping center was in my quadrant. My like my junior high was also in my quadrant. Actually, I could walk to my junior high. Like it was so close. It was great. Okay. It was very nice. I like just having living near all my friends and then also just like not really having to leave my neighborhood for any reason and you would like walk around and you would run into people that you know like that doesn't really happen here because everyone's just so like dispersed you can walk in i mean yeah yeah Yeah. (laughs) okay cool (laughs) yeah get on the train you meet someone you know you know i mean like random i don't talk to people on the train are you rude I'm not rude. I just like don't initiate conversation with people. I find that people on the train most of the time they have their headphones in and don't want to talk to you anyway. So I'm not gonna like bother them. But if they want to talk to me, I'm happy to talk to them if they're not being weird. Although I've definitely had some weird people talk to me on the train. This one, like people always try and give me stuff. Like this one guy tried to give me a DVD, and I was like, I don't want your DVD. And he was like, No, this is a really good movie. You should watch it. And I was like, I don't. I'm sorry, but like I don't want this. How does that even happen? What was? <laughs> How do you? So he just walks up to you and be like, yo, here's a good movie. No, he sat down next to me. And then he was like, hi, like, how's your day going? And it started as like a really innocent conversation. I was like, oh, like, I'm doing good. And then um, he was like, oh, I have to get off soon. Like, I just really wanted to give this to you. And I was like, oh, what is that? He's like, oh, it's this movie. Like, it's really good. You should watch it. And then I was like, no, sorry. Like, I, I don't remember. I came up with some sort of excuse why I couldn't take it. I don't remember why. I always try to be nice to people, even if they're like being weird. I'm like, oh yeah, blah, blah, blah. I come up with some random reason. 
Or like this one woman mm -hmm. told me it was someone's birthday and she wanted me to come with her. And then I was like, no, sorry. <laughs> and then she started, when I told her no, she started asking other people on the train to come with her. And of course they were all like, no. And oh, this is why I don't talk to people on the train. Which world do you live in? With I've never had such experiences, you know what I mean? Like I'm like, wow, interesting. On the train. On the train. In Vancouver. Yes. Damn. Like on the expo line. People people just be oh, wild. Like, yeah, the expo line be weird. The expo line be wildin'. But that's because the expo line is the busiest line. Like the Millennium Line and the Canada line aren't as busy. Everyone on the Canada line is chilling. Everyone on the Millennium Line is chilling. But it's because the expo line is just so busy. There's just such a high volume of people. It's just a higher chance to, I don't know, yeah, get weird people. It'd be Surrey people, right? It's not the Surrey people. Surrey people. No, it's never the Surrey people. Surrey people. Certainly not. And I've, I've actually talked to Surrey people on the bus. And they're always nice. They're always chilling. But the yeah. only time I really, like, I talk to people on the bus that are weird or on the train that's weird, it's on the train. On the bus in Surrey, never a problem. As soon as you get on the train, get all the weird folk. Oh. <laughs> I would know. I'm on the train. <laughs> Okay, fine, cool. I cannot defend the expo line because I don't even like it too. So, you know, um, I'll talk to the mayor. Okay, what was um, community the community like in Edmonton compared to the community in Vancouver? What's, what are the, what's the difference for you? Um, I would say, I guess the difference is in Edmonton, it was, and maybe it's just because I went to like a smaller school. I mm -hmm. There was only... So growing up, I went to a K-9 school and I started there in second grade which, when the school was built, actually, is when it opened when I was in second grade. So I went there from second grade all the way to ninth grade. Mm -hmm. And so I, and there was only like 100 people in my grade. And I knew everyone. I knew every single person. I could tell you all of their names and who they were. Mm -hmm. And um, I guess growing up in that environment was like, it was kind of nice because you know everyone. Like you walk around and you see people you know. And I guess the difference like here is... You don't, like, a lot of the people, even the people that I know, I feel like I don't really know them. Like, I, for example, I know the names of everyone in our class. I could tell you their name, but I don't know anything about them. And maybe just mm. because, like I said, I haven't, like, we've only been going there for a few months. It's only been, like, three months. So I don't really feel like I know everyone, but it just feels a lot more disconnected. Well, yeah, it's the thing, no? I don't know. Yeah. But also, everyone says that about Vancouver. Everyone's like, oh, Vancouver's so disconnected. Like, no one talks to each other in Vancouver. But I feel like maybe part of that is because I just lived so long in Edmonton, so I had a chance to get to know everyone, mm -hmm. whereas I've only been here for, like, almost two years now. So it's not like I'm... And you know no one in two years. Well, I know people, but I just, like... Like, I know you. Yeah. And exactly. I, went, I, I went bowling with some friends yesterday, some acting friends. So, you know, there's that. I mean, I've been meeting people. I've been hanging out with people. I'm trying to not live up to the Vancouver stereotype of everyone being lonely and sad. <laughs> you know, sometimes I even think of just renaming my podcast to the Lonely, lonely Talks because uh, everybody speaks about how lonely it is in Vancouver. The experience is you're the first one who's actually said you have friends. A lot of people come here, they don't have friends. I think, they're, think they're not trying hard. How do you try hard? You go on a train, you're like, hey, can we be friends? Here's a DVD. And uh, then the girl says no. See, <laughs> oh, hey, you want to come to my party? That's your no. problem. You're trying to meet people on the train. That's that's where that's your first that's your first wrong mistake. Where How do you, you meet people? people? Um, film festivals. Yeah, I OK, okay I, I would say it's school because most of my friends that I have now I've met at school. But, you know, school's expensive. Cheap way to make friends. Film festivals, because everyone there has the exact same hobby you do. Mm -hmm. And you can just like get together and hang out and do film stuff. It's super easy. I've made friends at film festivals, not like super close ones, but yeah. 
I mean, yeah, I feel like that's a great way to meet people. You just like go to film festivals. Actually, Run and Gun is coming up soon. I'm really excited for Run and Gun. I was kind of sad I wanted to do it, yeah. but um, we're filming our yeah, web we shorts. Got, we got web shorts on that weekend. Oh, I'm so sad. I may be participating in the Run and Gun. Maybe. This Maybe. is not confirmed. I got a role. Maybe an editor or something. If you're in my group and you can't do it because you're too busy doing run and gun, I'm going to be like, fuck you, Kevin. No, isn't, I read it says 9 to 5. I only have to show up to school 9 to 5. And uh, run and gun's on the weekend. Yeah, run and gun's on the weekend. And the then, weekend that we're filming web shorts. Yeah, like the last web short. Someone's web short. Yeah, the someone's <laughs> web short. So if you just dip because you decide to go to run and gun, I'm going to be like, Kevin. I have to be there for 12 hours. If my 12 hours are done, then I go to run and gun. No? Oh, well, I didn't sign up for a team because I was like, I'm not going to sign because we only have a shoot on Saturday, not Sunday. Yeah. And so I was and I was like, hey, well, theoretically, I could do like the shoot on Saturday and then go to run and gun after the words and do like the whole Sunday. Yeah. But also I was like, I'm not going to sign up for a team and commit to a team if I know that I can't be there for them 100 percent of the time. And I also don't want to be like half-assing both of them because I like now, like I feel like I either want to do like one to my best of my ability and not like do two things and just half-ass both of them. So see why I chose to be an editor. I don't have to be there. I just pop in when it's done. Give me that SD card. No sleep. And then get it done. I mean, I guess. Boom, boom. Anyway, people don't, okay, I'm not going to put it out. I hate editing, but anyway, I'm going to do it. Um, Cause I want to be part of running gun and make friends. How do you make friends? I thought everything is virtual, no? No, that's the opposite of how you make friends. I've never made a single friend online. Don't, don't. All these are my friends. Talk to them. Hi, friends. Um, <laughs> if this is your idea of making friends, I would like to inform you that you are doing it incorrectly. <laughs> okay. If you would like to be friend Kevin, talk to him in person. But this is what we call a parasocial relationship. Kevin is shy. Do not talk to him in person. <laughs> Whoever you are. <laughs> For your own safety, <laughs> I have DVDs and I ask people to come to my birthday parties. All right. This is why Kevin doesn't have any friends. I'm trying. You know, you, I didn't know you don't do that. So, okay, if you're running gun, you see someone. How do you become friends? Hey, you like this movie? Me too. Hey, I saw your film. It was really cool. Um, I really like the part when blah, blah, blah happened or whatever. Like, how did you think of that? And then they're like, oh, I thought of it this way. I'm like, wow, that's so cool. What was your favorite film that you watched? Oh, my favorite film was this. Oh, I really like that one too. And then you just, you start talking. And then what, can I have your IG? No. Creep. Uh, I don't normally ask for people's Instagrams. I'm, oh, it, sometimes I do. It depends on the situation. But like sometimes I just talk to people and then you just have a conversation. You walk away. Especially since I've been trying to get off Instagram recently. So. So, okay. You meet this person, run and gun. How do you connect after? So that's it. Bye. If I see you next time. I mean, yeah, I, I've actually, there's, it's funny. There's this one girl that, um, I ran into at the film festival that I just keep running into. I've ran into her like three or four times now, um, at different stuff. And I feel like how you make friends is you just keep showing up to the same places with the same people. And then you just mm -hmm. keep seeing them. A lot of how people make friends is just your closeness to them. Like physically, like if you are in the same like area, they are, that's how you make friends. So you just got to constantly, like, don't follow them. Don't be a stalker. But I'm just like, if you're just constantly showing up in the same community all the time, then you are bound to make friends there. Uh, I just thought I would be like, hey, hey, want to be friends? Here's my number. No, because nope. if you do that, no one, like, like, okay, no, I'm just thinking this from a realistic perspective. Like, if I was at a film festival or whatever and someone came up to me and then they're like, here's my business card or whatever. Like, 
I'm not going to call you because I don't know you. And I don't know what you do. I don't know anything about you. I'm trying to be friends. And I get that. And that's fine. And that's fair. And it's valid. But you have to think about the fact that I already have friends. So if I'm, for example, crewing a film and I have 10 people that I already know that'll do the job. And then I have this one random guy who gave me his business card. Like, who am I going to call? I'm going to call one of the 10 people I already know. I'm just... See, here's the thing. I get it. But <laughs> what are the odds that I'll see you again after this run and gun? Oh. Um, yeah, it's makeshift. Well, I mean, the odds aren't necessarily high, but I feel like, you, like you said, you can also like make a point of hanging out with people. Like, for example, I've met people doing background. I met these two girls doing Grease, and we decided to text each other and we decided to go to a movie together so you decided to switch numbers yeah you can exchange numbers that's fine that's what i'm doing but i feel like there's a difference between oh let's follow each other on instagram and then (laughs) actually reaching out and talking to them like you can get someone's instagram they can get your instagram but if you're but there's no difference between you and any other one of their followers unless you make a point of like reaching out and connecting with them like we went to like going to a movie or going bowling or like planning something oh so i'm gonna be like yo Nice meeting you on Greece. Wanna go to the movies? Yeah, exactly. Then be like, and that's how you make friends, Kevin. I'll be like, nah, stalker, block. Okay, well then they didn't want to be friends with you, and then that's fine. You're better off for it. No, I'm not. Yeah, because you don't want to. You don't want to be friends with people who don't want to be friends with you. That's how you land up in toxic relationships. That's rejection. It hurts. Rejection does hurt, but you know what? The way I think about it is, if they don't want to be your friend, they're just saving you the time and energy of rejecting you later. You know. Listen, Vancouver, I tried coming up with a solution. Listen to her. I don't know. Stay home. Do your thing. Go online. I feel like people overcomplicate it a lot, you know, they try to like do the whole online thing. And it's like, like, you know, let's just get back to basics. Go outside. Go touch some grass. Go talk to some people. How about that? People get creeped out when you offer them DVDs. Or ask them don't offer them, them DVDs. <laughs> just talk to them. Like sometimes I just go up to the park and like, like see people. And I'm like, hey, how you doing? You know, like, you don't have to be like, hey, come over to my house. Like, okay. no, that's weird. But. All right. Cool. All right. I mean, I've been in class. Let, let, let me be honest with these people. I've been in class. And see, one thing I am is very observant. I've seen things. Mm-hmm. I've seen Paige walk into class with Jade. And uh, okay, now I'm going to start mentioning names. Um, and two, three other people. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And then that's their click. See, this is what Vancouver. Here's what Vancouver does. The, Vancouver is all about clicks. It's like these five people, these five people, these five people, these five people. No one would ever separate those clicks. So it's once. Why? That's just Vancouver. I don't know. But it's it's not because I'm going to tell you right now. All my friends in my clique are none of them are from Vancouver. So it's not just See? like a yeah, I've clicked out of Vancouver. Boom. Okay, no, but all I'm saying is that like it's it's not a click we're not in a click okay this is not we're not clicking it's just like <laughs> we're not you can like i feel like a click is a term that people use of like people who are friends in their little bubble and they don't want to be friends with everyone else it's just them mm-hmm. whereas i feel like that's not the case i feel like i mean like i'm friends with you you're not necessarily part of my click but i still consider you my friend i'm friends with like i would consider Ina my friend we're not necessarily she's not necessarily my click but we're still friends like i'm not like, yeah, I have a group of people at school that I'm really close with, but. I'm just saying that's what ends up happening even in the outside of the school. So I, okay. Yeah. Like 
I don't know. Like, listen, I have friends. I'm not saying I don't have friends, people. Uh, Start to sound like it, Kevin. I'm gonna I'm be just, honest. I'm just, I'm just one of those people who's very observant, and I, mm. I understand people who do not have friends, like people who give people DVDs and train. Like, I understand them. Like, I'm just looking from their perspective. I think you have to be willing to go up to clicks and befriend them and i'm saying this from the perspective of someone who has had no friends because in, in edmonton growing up i did not have any friends and everyone at my school because like i said i went from the same school from like grade two to grade nine mm-hmm. it was very like lots of like clicks i guess like everyone had their group of people they hung out with and i was yeah. kind of in a position especially in junior high where i didn't have any friends i didn't know what the fuck i was doing i was just like floating around and i literally would just go at lunch and i would just go sit down with people and i'm like Hey, how you doing? And you just go talk to them. I feel like you call them a click and all of a sudden it becomes this scary void of people that are going to mock you and laugh yeah. at you if you try and talk to them. And I'm like, that's just not the case. They're just people who are friends and people are allowed to be friends with people and hang out with people and you are still allowed to go befriend them. Listen, it's just scary if you walk into a room and there's six people seated there and you're like... You go sit down with them. I'm just going to walk out. No, you just go sit down with them and say hi. For my safety, I'm just gonna. Why? Why for your safety? What are they gonna maul you? They're not bears. Six people walking towards you. I don't know. Walking towards you? I thought they were sitting in a room. Okay, fine. Like sitting in a room or doing whatever they're doing. But like like, you go to school with these people. You see them every single day. Are you not comfortable just going up and talking to them? I mean, they talk of stuff I don't even understand. They talk. Listen, if people start saying, "Let's go to the beach," I'm like, "Okay, I'm just gonna run away." But anyway, I'm not... Okay, fine, cool. I don't have a point. Um, <laughs> what I'm saying is people end up in clicks. It's something that you observe. And you're like, oh, there's that click, there's that click, there's that click. And maybe someone wants to be Paige's friend but doesn't like Jade. That's fine. They can come up and talk to me. They don't have to talk to Jade. Well... I've been friends with lots of people in the past that hated each other, actually. And then I'm in that very uncomfortable situation of being the middleman. But, you know, I still get to be friends with both of them. So whatever. How does that work? (laughs) I don't know. I just hang out with them separately, just not together. Well, when they talk bad about each other? No, they don't generally talk shit about each other to me. Hmm. I mean, they might. But even in that case, I can generally just like listen and I keep a sort of neutral opinion. Okay. Cool. Anyway, back to the podcast. So in your family, there's two girls. Yeah. And your parents support you doing film. This is unheard of. Yes, they do support me doing film. It's not unheard of. There's nothing. I've never heard of this. Really? You yeah. don't know anyone whose parents supported I them? I've never heard of this. I think it's just because um, <laughs> my sister's going to be a doctor of pharmacy. So they just put all our hopes and dreams on her. And they were like, well, you know, we have Paige too. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> cool. <laughs> no, no. They, uh, they really they support me doing film because I think... Um, I don't know. I just always struggle to find something that I really love doing. And then they, I think they just, I don't know. My parents just like support me and anything that I'll go into as long as I have a plan. Yeah. That's the thing. It was like, if I'm like just aimlessly going into the void with no real plan and no idea what I'm doing, then it's like, okay, we need a plan. But it's okay. like, I, I went to my parents. I was like, Hey, this is what I want to do. This is what I want to go for to school for. And I think a big part of it has to do with the fact that like we moved here Mm -hmm. and like the first thing I did is I started working in the film industry. Like I knew I wanted to work in the film industry and I got here and I got a job in the film industry and I started doing it. I think if I was just sitting at home, like not really doing anything, making podcasts in my basement, (laughs) they'd be like, Paige, what are you doing? (laughs) (laughs) Okay. (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah, cool. Yeah. All right. I, I hear that. I hear that. Uh, okay. And you know, no, you know what? Making a podcast in your basement, like, I love this. I do. And I think Make it's $1. great. But I'm just thinking from like a parent's perspective. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, if I was just making $1, they would be concerned. Okay. But I think it's the fact that, like, I started doing background. I actually got my mom into background. My mom's a background actor, too, oh, now. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. So I think it was just like I had a plan and I like knew what I wanted to do and I knew where I was going. I wasn't just like aimlessly floating into the void of film, you know? I wasn't just like, let's go film this flower. And- Watch it bend in the breeze. <laughs> so, uh, you know, if your parents creative or the like, um, I'd say my mom is mm. quite creative. Um, she is uh wrote a book. She oh, wrote nice. a book, and she yeah, she does background now. Oh. So I would definitely consider her creative. My dad's creative as well. I think in different ways. My whole life, he's just kind of worked in like IT. So I don't immediately see him as like the creative guy, but he is for sure. Like, I feel like he, he does construction. Um, oh. He does a lot of construction and renovation. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. He's like one of those guys that's like, can never sit still. Like he always complains. He's like, Oh, I have too many projects. And then like, he all of a sudden like start, <laughs> he makes himself a new project. He'll be sitting there. He's like, Oh, finally a break. I'm so tired from all this work you guys made me do. And he's like, don't you think we need a new shelf over there? And I'm like, God. <laughs> no rest. No. No rest, no rest. And then, so you guys moved from South Africa. Which part? Well, I didn't move from South Africa. Your parents moved from my South Africa. My parents moved from South Africa. Uh, so my mom grew up mostly in Pretoria. My dad uh, kind of lived all over. He was actually born in Zambia, fun fact. Whoa. But um, I think he lived mostly in Durban, if I remember correctly. And then uh, my parents, their last place they lived um, before they moved to Canada, they were living in Cullinan. I, don't know I have no Cullin. idea what that is. But. So Cullinan is just outside of Pretoria. Like, I don't know, a few hours drive. Actually, mm. I think it's only like an hour and a half. I don't know. But it's near like a diamond mine. Oh, and okay, okay. Um, so they were living there for a little while in Cullinan. Actually, my one aunt still lives there. And uh, yeah, and then they moved to Canada, not really knowing where they were going or knowing anything about Canada. They just packed some suitcases and flew over here and they were like, let's see what happens. What happens? End up in Edmonton. And all the places. Yeah, they actually, they never wanted to stay here. They planned on moving back. The, the Edmonton was supposed to be temporary. Mm-hmm. They were going to go to Canada, live there for a little while, make some money and then go back home. Yeah. And then they were like, oh, they kind of liked Canada. They're like, this place is nice. So yeah. they stayed here. We like the snow. We like when I was 40. Yeah, my parents actually uh, showed up here on, I think it was Christmas Day they, they, when they landed <laughs> in Edmonton. And you know how it th- does that thing where like the snow is like blowing across the road? My mom always loves to tell that story. She's like, yeah, we landed at the airport. We got in the car. You can like see the snow blowing across the road. <laughs> it's like it was freezing. She's like, we put, we put on like all our jackets and stuff. And yeah, I was like, <laughs> imagine like getting Canada. That's like your first image of Canada. It's like... Ooh, especially because at the time it would have been summer in South Africa. So you yeah. fly from summer in South Africa to dead of winter in Edmonton. Yeah. It's tough. I feel for them. Yeah, Edmonton. The, the, okay. Nah, nah, I get it. Nah, I get it. I get it. Wow. And then they had the two of you. And then the, the proud child was a doctor. And then the other one. My other, Yep, the other one. No, That's me. I'm just, the other one, the artist. I think my mom's hoping that one day I'll I'll bring her to the Golden Globes with me or something. That's her dreams for me. One day that she'll get to be my guest to go to like I don't know the Oscars. Yeah, I mean, so she can go meet like I don't know I don't I don't know who her celebrity crush is. Oh, that guy from Outlander. <laughs> guy from Outlander. I forget his name, See, but 
I've seen, okay, I haven't watched it, but I've seen the poster. So I'm assuming that's whoever is from Outlander is that person. Probably that guy, yeah. That guy, okay, popping up right now. Did he, did he, was, is he tall with red hair and muscles? I see muscle. Did he have red hair? Actually, now I can't remember if he had red hair. Actually, no, I don't think he does. I literally watched the entire show and I can't tell you. Actually, I think he has brown hair. Never mind. I think I might be lying. I think I just immediately, I was like Scottish. He must have red hair, but that's not true. I don't think he does. Okay. Have you been to South Africa? <laughs> oh, I have, yeah. You liked it? Um, yeah, I like it there. It's um different. <laughs> it's very different. I, I went there a couple times as a kid. And then I just recently was there. Um, just before we started the program, I was there for a month. Yeah. And it because I didn't really remember South Africa from a kid because I went there when I was so young. Yeah. Um, it was definitely it felt like going for the first time. I mean, I remember bits and pieces and little bits of it came back to me, but it did feel like going for the first time and I think also just going as someone older for the first time, I think I picked up on a lot more than I did when I was younger, for yeah. sure. Like culturally, it was very different. Um, more friendly, more nice. Actually, yeah. my It was interesting. My my one cousin, I remember I told him, I was just like, he would like constantly stop people in the street and we'd be like walking. He'd be like, hey, how are you doing? Like, how's your day? And I'm like, why are you talking to all these people? <laughs> like, like, they're just yeah. minding their business and you're just like stopping to have a full length conversation with them. Like, what is this? But that's just like, I guess how, how it is. I don't yeah. know. More community, you know. And, um, oh my gosh, the best food that I had when I was there. So I've had Panakuk before, but the Panakuk in the grocery store that they make, like, there in front of you i don't know how it's different than the homemade one but it's just better it's so good it was amazing okay seemed like you enjoyed it yeah and um i mean i was i kind of went all over i started in pretoria and mm-hmm. then we drove down to ooh, i'm forgetting the name of that town now but it's this like little afrikaans beach town and then um we kind of drove along the coast all the way to cape town so that was quite nice ooh, okay you went to the fancy places. Yeah, well, my half my family lives in Pretoria. The other half lives in um, Cape Town. Town. So we kind of... Oh, and also from Pretoria, we also did a little mini road trip up north That because um, my cousin was working, and so we went to some farms up north for work. And then we also stopped on the Kruger on the way, so... Ooh. Did you go hiking? I did. I hiked uh, the mountain. You surf? I wanted to surf, but the morning, because we stayed at this one surf place in Jeffrey's Bay Mm -hmm. and it was this like little, what is it called? Um, Like hostel. We stayed in a hostel and it was a surfer's like hostel thing and they had surfing lessons in the morning and then I I wanted to do it, but then we also had to leave and then I was like, oh, should I do it? But then I was like, and then I was kind of debating whether I should do it or not. But then that morning I got up and I was tired and it was pretty windy and I was like, "Mm, no, but I thought about it. I know a little bit of South Africa. I've never been to Cape Town. I know surfing, and people get robbed. But uh, <laughs> I was not robbed. I was. That's the one joyous part of my trip. I was not robbed. No one attempted to rob me. I had very like no problems time. You didn't have the South African experience if you've not been robbed. You know, just, just gotta feel that rush. You know, no. I've I maybe I don't know. I've never been robbed. I don't want to start. <laughs> I think I I rather not be robbed. And I honestly like we went to some interesting areas that i was like i even said to like my cousin i was like "Mm, this is um i'm surprised we came here but um no no problems absolutely no problems (laughs) honestly like people always talk shit about south africa they're like oh it's so dangerous there and it is it surely is like i'm not denying that but me personally like i had no problems i had absolutely no problems when i was there and maybe it's just because i was traveling with a bunch of locals versus like just going as a regular tourist but yeah no i feel like if you're not robbed then it's, it's a beautiful experience if you don't get robbed 
It's just if you get robbed. Well, yeah, obviously, if I got robbed, it would have ruined my trip. I'm sure I would not talk about it as like much like lovingly as I do. But no, it was it was a lot of fun. And for me, the reason I went to Africa is because I have so much family there that I didn't even know. Like I'd almost never met them when I did. I was like five. So I didn't remember them at all. So for me, the point of the trip was to meet my family. Yeah. And from that perspective, it was a major win because I got to spend a lot of time with my family, got to meet a lot of my cousins Mm -hmm. and um, my aunts and uncles that I've like never really spent time with before. So it was it was just a good experience all in all. I got to travel around most of South Africa. Like, I I mean, the only place I did. Hartenbos, that was the name of the city that I was. Anyway, sorry, that's backtracking. I just remembered that. Okay. Um, there was the only, the only place that I didn't go to that I wanted to go that I didn't have time to go to was kind of on the East Coast area. I forget the name I forget the name of this town, but um, a lot of my dad's family lives there. So I spent oh. a lot of time with my mom's side of the family, but I didn't get to spend much time with my dad's side of the family, which is unfortunate, but hopefully next time around, we'll see. Next time, should go to Joburg, the city of gold. Well, I, w- I drove through Joburg. I just didn't really stay there because I don't have any family in Johannesburg. All my family they in that area lives in Pretoria and in Cullinan. I mean, I was briefly in Joburg because obviously I went to the airport there. So, But that's what the fun is. What do you do for fun? We, d- we went swimming. And we... Oh, we went... We um we went hiking. Oh, we went to this one park. Oh, I forget the name of it now. God, I can't remember the name of it. Oh, Plonsburg. That's where we went. We went to Plonsburg National Park. That was cool. Went there with um that was like the second day I was there. Oh, and there was this really cool market in Pretoria. Man, I forget the name of it, but it was this like Afrikaans market. Um, and that was really cool that we went there though my first night there and I was having hella jet lag. And so I'm like walking around this market and it was so cool, but I was also like falling asleep standing up. So I hear that. Uh, South Africa, South Africa is pretty cool. Should have gone to Joburg though. But anyway, because uh, that's the only place I know in South Africa I've been and I've always been robbed. I've been there three times. Oh, so maybe that's why I didn't go because if I went, I would have been robbed. Yeah, and all three times I've been robbed. Maybe <laughs> it's just because you looked like a tourist. How do I look like a tourist? I speak Zulu, you know. <laughs> just because... <laughs> just because you kind of speak Zulu and are black doesn't mean you can't look like a tourist. saying is i just felt rough like i like you know i come from zimbabwe we you don't get robbed all right mm. in zim is like we have zimbabwe is definitely on my list of countries i want to go to there's this animal sanctuary thing that i really want to volunteer at there and they yeah i'm really which animals it's this wildlife sanctuary i forget Look, the name i'm, of I'm it. zimbabwe i don't even know these places exist yeah yeah you should go to our animal sanctuary thing <laughs> well i'm glad to hear you speak so highly of zimbabwe that it's like, i love safe. zimbabwe you know you yeah. should go to victoria falls yeah, that's that's part of the what is it um, wildlife thing too. When you volunteer there, they take you on a road trip to Victoria Falls. Exactly, sounds this like is, fun. This is the most fun you have in your life. You can go to a snake. You like snakes? I like snakes. I hate snakes, but you can go there and you, they'll put snakes around your body. I oh, mean, that's cool. Apparently, there's one that squeezes you, and then they would, I, I don't know how it works, but like they they, they get you out <laughs> before you die. Okay, <laughs> but I'm not. I doing think it. they're called like constrictors or something. Constrictor snake. They do that. They like um. They squeeze their prey to death and like suffocate them before they eat them. Yeah. So why would I do that to myself voluntarily? Well, they like obviously you don't die. You should get to pretend like you're. The snake doesn't know this is not food. It's crushing me, which is cool. All right. Um. What was my next question? Okay, you've done South Africa. Your questions are on the floor next to you. Oh, those are in my head. Okay. Okay. 
I'll move on. So the next part of this podcast, this question is written down by a seven-year-old. A seven-year-old? Yeah. Which seven-year-old? Like your, My nephew. Your nephew. Okay, that's like your brother? No. Or, there's okay. a reason I'm Uncle Kevin. Oh, oh, okay. So does he call you Uncle Kevin? He doesn't. He calls me Kevin. <laughs> so I had to put the uncle in there so he can... I see. Okay. Okay. So I once knew this guy who had a t-shirt that said Funkle on it, like fun uncle. You should get one like that. Hmm. Oh, I should get my nephews to get it for me. Yeah, but if they don't call you uncle, they're not going to get you an uncle t-shirt. I'm just trying to get respect out of these boys, all right? Like, a little bit. Okay, don't look at my Seven-year-olds don't know what respect is. They do. <laughs> Yo, here's the story. Like, this kid, you call, he has three uncles. So, he called one, daddy one, his original dad, daddy two, daddy three, and Kevin. I'm like, how are we different? We have four brothers. Like, what the fuck? Like, I'm your uncle. Call me. Is it not a thing in, um, like, your family to call, like, people who are older than you, like, uncle or aunt is, like, a sign of respect thing? or is It, it is. So then what? None of the kids call me uncle. Well, it's probably because you, like, I don't know, you act younger. I do not act anything. I, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm serious with them. Right? I tell them, time to go to sleep. I can't imagine you being serious. This is me being serious. Listen, I'm, I'm serious with a lot of these kids. They just have zero respect for me. I've tried. I thought it was Zimbabwean kids. Then I moved to Canada. Then I realized it's just kids in general. Yeah, like I'm telling you, kids don't, kids are just, they're just kids. They don't have a concept of respect, which is not necessarily a bad thing because, but they're just like chilling. Kids are just always chilling. But they respect other people. Well, yeah, because those people like, but the, I don't know how to explain it, Kevin. You just have a more childish vibe to you. Like they see you as an equal probably is what it is. So even in my class, okay, people, I'll break this down for you. We got these teenagers in my class. They respect everybody except me. I respect you. Why don't you think I respect you? There's this thing, there's a hand thing she does. What's it called? I don't know what it's called. You know the thing? This? Where, no, no, where, let's say, um, let's say you give someone your fist bump and then oh, you like pull this? your hand. Yeah. yeah. And then you pull it back. And then you, instead of instead of doing this, and then you pull it back. She does that to me. You never do that to me. Now I'm putting people's ages out there. Um. Okay, but no, the reason I do that to you is because, like, I like you're my friend. So I'm like... So how how is... Uh, who's old? And won't kill me. Fisayo. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh. Oh, yeah. I'm sure he's going to be happy about that one. He's my friend. Okay. Yeah, friends forgive. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let's say Fisayo. Mm-hmm. Fine. I'm terrible. I should walk away. You know, people respect Fisayo, but they respect me. That's what I'm saying. Because I feel like Fisayo is more serious than you. Oh, it's different. Okay, fine. So you're saying if I was serious, people would respect me more? Yeah, but I feel like respect isn't something that you necessarily need to strive for in life. That doesn't need to be your <laughs> ultimate goal. I honestly think being fun is more is better than just being serious all the time. Which I'm not saying Fisayo is serious all the time. I'm just saying I think maybe he gets more respect because you're a little bit more of a jokester. I just want to be respected. Okay, by kids. Well, if you want other people to take you seriously, you need to start taking yourself seriously. I just want a five-year-old to go to sleep when I tell them go to sleep. That's it. That's not how children work. I see someone else walking to go to sleep and they go to sleep. Yeah, because that's they see them as an authority figure. They don't see you as an authority figure. <laughs> okay, Paige. For what in your life do you feel the most grateful? <laughs> oh God, the most grateful? Um, there's hmm. 
I mean, that's a hard question to just pick like one thing that I'm grateful for. The seven-year-old wrote this. You say that's how kids work. That is true. That's true. That's something a child would ask. I forgot about that. This is seven-year-old questions. Well, <clears throat> thing in my life that I'm just most grateful for is just honestly the opportunity to move here to Vancouver. Like, yeah, like I said, I was shitting on Vancouver and I would, I'll still continue to shit on Vancouver. I feel like that's a very intrinsic part of Vancouver culture is shitting on Vancouver. Mm. Um, but I think for me, just having the opportunity to move here, I mean, I got to move here. And the only reason I was really able to move here was because my dad got a job here. If it wasn't for that, I would still be in Edmonton because I thought about moving out here, but I just, one, I didn't think I could do it. Yeah. And I didn't think I'd have the money for do it. I did. And I feel kind of stupid about it now. Like everyone that I've spoken to now since I moved to Vancouver. I mean, so many people have moved here from all over the world. Yeah. And I'm just like, yeah, I couldn't move here from Edmonton. It would have been too difficult. Like it sounds, it sounds very stupid now in hindsight, but, um, no, I just like, I never, I don't think I ever would have gotten the guts to do it, to move out here alone by myself with like no security blanket, just like go, yeah, um, it out. So just having that opportunity was definitely huge for me, especially the fact that I can now live with my parents at home. Mm. I mean, I save so much money that way, which is just incredible. Wow. So for me, it's just like that. If if that one thing didn't happen, I mean, my life would be completely different. Damn, rent is not an issue for you. <laughs> for now, we'll see. Once, once I stop studying, I think it's, the hammer is going to come down. It's overrated. Don't pay rent. Right. Yeah. Um, Okay, this one is a little bit for the parents. Um, if you could change anything about the way you were raised, what would it be? Well, the way I was raised, man, honestly, like, I love the way I was raised. I'm always just chilling. Like, I feel like I don't have any major issues with how I was raised. I'm just like, I feel like my parents really instilled, like, a good sense of, like, know-how of the world. And um, I knew, like, a lot of people growing up who were would get frustrated with their parents because like they weren't allowed to go anywhere or do anything yeah and then there's also the other completely opposite of the spectrum where people are like their parents don't care they're like whatever go out do whatever you want i don't give a fuck um and i felt like i was in a nice middle ground like i was allowed to go out and do stuff and explore the world for myself and kind of take risks and fail but um those like my parents were always always there if i needed them and they were always both my parents have, I mean, they weren't like, I think now they're a lot more chill than when I was little because I was a lot to handle as a child. Let's be real. But, um, girl, like now that I'm older, like my parents are just like super chill and they're always just chilling. And I feel like I'm, I like also chill with them. Like we all just be chilling. We're a family of just chilling people, you know? What does this word chilling mean? She, she uses it a lot. Now I'm starting <laughs> to think, wait, does this mean what I think it means? What does chilling mean? It just means that you're chilling. <laughs> I'm old people. I'm trying to keep up with the. With the oh with my those, god! I just the mic. Oops. With this young, young, young. Kevin, you're starting to make me feel old. You're like, what? How are you old? Are you like thirty? He's like, guys, I'm so old. Walking around with my cane. He's like, I don't want to keep up with these youngins. Like, I'm literally like only ten years younger than you, which is honestly not that much compared to your lifespan, which is not that much. If you keep calling yourself old, I'm gonna start feeling old. And I'm only 20. And if I start feeling old, that's a problem. I've never seen my mom is chilling. You know what I mean? Like, I'm, this is this is all new terminology. Even the word click, I had to learn it from this damn podcast. I'm like, what the hell is a click? I'm going to be honest. I have never, ever used the word click really until this podcast. So you see, so I don't even know how old that person was who told me that. So I don't, th I mean, maybe people still talk about clicks. I don't know. I feel like that was more of like an early 2000s thing. Like clicks. I think nowadays it's just like, I think people are over it. 
people are just chilling. People are just chilling. I mean, a lot of people aren't chilling. A lot of people need to be chilling, but they just aren't chilling. <laughs> yeah. Okay. People could do with some more chilling in their life. All right. Next question. To date, what is the greatest accomplishment of your life? Greatest accomplishment? I don't know why, but as soon as you said that, I was like, the day my children were born, even though I don't have children. But anyway. <laughs> <laughs> um, Paige's mom and dad, I think you're up for real conversation. Oh, God, no. I don't have kids. Remember uh, that nine months she disappeared? Something happened, all right? Mm-hmm. Greatest achievement of my life, accomplishment of my life. I mean... Honestly, what have I accomplished? I I feel like it's kind of funny. Like you asked me about accomplishments. Most of my accomplishments, I feel like, are test-based. I'm like, oh, yeah, I did really good on this test, which is like really shitty accomplishment. Like I'm trying to think of something better. Like, yeah, I did a lot of exams when I was a kid. Great. Congratulations. Get a ribbon. Like, whatever. <laughs> um, I'm not laughing. All right. I'm serious. <clears throat> um, it's cool to pass a test, you know? It's no. Like... I guess for me, one of my greatest like accomplishments was going to France, which is basically like I did a student exchange. I went to France and I was terrified because um, everyone else on the trip, they were all French immersion and I was not French immersion. I could barely speak French to save my life. Zero French. I mean, I had French. Like I'd studied French since fourth grade, like everyone else. Um, but it was just like regular French oh, sweet. and it was, it was very, very basic French and I had to study really hard before we left. But, um, yeah, for me, it was just like going there and just taking that risk. I think most people in my situation and with my ability to speak French at the time would have never, no way in hell done that because like, like, why would you go to France and do like a student exchange if you can't speak French? Like, and yeah. we went to like this small town where like no one spoke English. Like, I mean, they did, but very, very little English. Like, you had to speak French, and it was terrifying. And for me, I think just getting over that fear of just doing it. And since then, I think I've done. It's really affected my life in a way that I I just do it for a lot of other things too. Yeah. You know, good old Nike Nike symbol. You know, really taking it to heart. I'm like, yeah, just just do it and just do it been doing a lot of things recently that scare me and i think that's a really good thing so what did it say to parler francois no francois is a name not a language hey yo yo that you understood what i was getting it. Parlez-vous Franc- <laughs> it's parlez-vous français or hey. uh <laughs> tu parles français yeah tu, tu parles français france français what yeah français i, I actually have a certificate that says i'm fluent in french really but, how yeah. do you manage that i passed the exam okay which exam was this like um, Delph? Was this like a Delph A1, no, A2, A1, B2? You had to do it in school to progress. So like I came in, I had my, so you had to, for the writing, it's like they wanted you to write like a letter to a friend. So what I did is I spent the whole night reading this letter. And when the exam started, I just started writing it down. Oh, Went you memorized it. I memorized it. it, put it on the paper. And then for the verbal... I have no idea what you just said. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that that was it. Okay, so I know a little bit of French. I know je m'appelle Kevin, she beat Benabi. And then uh, yeah, I need a croissant. I think that's it.
Je voudrais un croissant, s'il vous plaît. I have no idea what you just said. Uh, I just said, I would like a croissant, which is what you just said you knew how to say. <laughs> Je voudrais. Listen, it's been a minute, okay? okay. It's been eight years since I learned French. Don't yeah, put me on the spot. Yeah, that constitutes as a minute. More than eight. More than eight minutes, that's for sure. When did I do this? Was, oh, it's been 10 years because this was 2018 when I did this. Damn, boy. See when I say I'm old? I can't believe it. That's one once upon a time when people would say, you know, 10 years ago, and I look at them like, I wasn't even born 10 years ago, bro. What, when you were 10 years old? <laughs> yeah. You remember <laughs> when you were 10 years old? I like hardly remember. I remember everything. Oh, I have a very, very bad memory. I don't remember much. I remember the first day I walked into in Focus Film School, whatever. Okay, no. I might not remember what people were. I hardly remember that. I'm going to be honest. The meet and greet. Oh, man. I barely. Like, by the by the, the skin of my chinny chin chin, do I remember that? Like, very vaguely. Uh, I was late, so, yeah. <laughs> I remember that. Um. Oh, this feel like. What do you value most in a friendship? What do I value most in a friendship? Hmm. It's a very good question i feel like similar interests similar interests yeah i would have said at a time probably five years ago that you know you don't necessarily have to have similar interests to be friends with someone and then i came to vancouver and i learned that that's not necessarily true i have made some friends with people actually no i wouldn't even say similar interests maybe not because some of my best friends we don't really share similar interests i think it just has to be you have to have a good outlook on life okay. and that's my thing if you have a negative outlook on life. I really struggle to be friends with people who are walking around and just constantly like, like maybe I see everything through a little bit of like, they call like rose colored glasses. Like I don't really, like I'm always just, I'm always just chilling. But I feel like, you know, if I'm going to have friends, I also got to match my energy and they don't necessarily need to be chilling, but you know, you got to at least be like vibing. Chilling? <laughs> oh yeah, you gotta be vibing. Like, right. like I don't know, like people who are just upset all the time, just like piss me right off. You know, like I feel like I struggle to be friends with people who, who are just like everything's a problem for them. I don't know. Like I'm like, why so many problems, bro? Just chill out. We gotta pay rent. You don't pay rent. That's true. That's true. But I feel like uh, complaining does still doesn't pay your rent. I have no response to that. Okay. Okay. <laughs> um, what does friendship mean to you? What does it mean to me? Yeah. I mean, no, that's a very vague question. What do you mean it's a vague question? It is a vague question. Like, what does it mean? Yeah, what it, does it mean? It means a lot of things. It what means, does, like, for me, friendship means... I don't know how to answer this question, but I ask it anyway. <laughs> it means to... Just to have people... I don't know that just like not necessarily like people it's just to have friends like it's just to have people that are there for you to be to have people you can hang out with when you're bored to have people to talk to you I think humans are like by our DNA we're very social creatures and if we don't have friends like we don't have much and I think their friends are just the most important thing mm -hmm. they are like the Friends and family are like the most important thing because like if you don't have those things, and I've been in play like at times when I like felt like I just didn't have any friends and I was completely alone. And it fucking sucks, man. Like I just for me it means not feeling like shit. Like having friends just means not feeling like shit all the time. <laughs> Cause you just have people to talk to and any random thought I have, I can just like 
text my friend and like it's whatever. How did you not have friends? How is that even possible in tiny Edmonton? Um, I was very sad as a youth. <laughs> and that is why I value so highly not being sad now because mm. I have been sad. It's not a vibe. Not a good time. And um, I was, because I was so sad, I was also like pushed people away and I like didn't want to be friends with them. I was like, well, fuck you guys. Like, you know, and I just like sat in my corner alone and like just vibe by myself. And, you know, it was um, not a great time and I don't aim to replicate it. So my my two things that I, my two takeaways from that whole experience was I was sad and I didn't have any friends. So don't be sad and make friends. And you're and you know what? So far in my life, I've been doing those two things and my life's been going great. So I would highly recommend. Like I ain't going back there, people. Like, yeah, exactly. I'm, I'm done. OK, what's something people seem to misunderstand about you? seem to misunderstand about me she's like i'm so perfect bro no i i'm just trying to think like what people would misunderstand about me i feel like i'm in general like a pretty straightforward person i'm pretty i don't know i feel like maybe people think that i don't take things seriously Mm. i think people think that i sometimes think everything's just a big joke um yes she does (laughs) and i i don't think that's like i don't know i think times sometimes people mistake my upbeat attitude and maybe like the fact that i don't like stress about every little thing like sometimes people will be like upset and they'll be like this is a problem we need to solve this problem I'm like no it's fine and they take that as like you know like this person doesn't care or mm. this person just like they yeah they don't care or that i don't that i'm just not like as invested and that's not necessarily true i think just for the sake of i feel like Worrying about every single problem and making every single problem the biggest problem is counterproductive. And so I try not to do that. Mm-hmm. And um, I do take things seriously. And I do. I, I do. I just like I don't express it outwardly because I just don't feel like that is productive in any way to be like. I mean, there are obviously times where you have to like get serious and be like, OK, we need to do this thing. But I feel like the vast majority of the time having fun is way more worth it than just being like. like yeah like i could take everything seriously and be like and i've done that i've definitely been in a place like bro when i was in school people always used to call me bossy and i was bossy i was such an asshole i was like (laughs) yeah and that's the thing about like ading like i feel like i get to like i rather just do it myself and have fun than have someone like yelling demands at me all the time you know i don't know you get you get you get to be bossy again huh yeah i mean i don't want to be bossy like i try not to be bossy but it's like what does it mean to be bossy it means that you just like tell people what to do and you don't take into consideration them and i think that's the big difference like you can tell people what to do Mm -hmm. um and be a leader and you can tell people what to do and be a bossy and i think the difference is if you're being bossy is you're not taking into consideration other people you are just doing what you want facts okay um I hear that. If you could turn back time and talk, well, this won't really apply, but if you could turn back time and, and talk to high school you, what would you tell her? What does it say in the question? The question says, and talk to your 18-year-old self. This well, 18, two years ago. Two years ago. Okay, nice. if I could talk to my high school self, we'll say like 15. That's when I started high yeah. school. It's 15. Um, I guess if I could say something to my 15-year-old self, it would just be like, take more risks, you know, just 
and I mean, at the time I thought I was taking risks. I'd say take more risks, like do more crazy more. things. Just like have fun. I saw your bio. What? What is more than that? Oh, um, that wasn't really taking risks though. That was, that was my comfort zone. That was a chaos that I kind of got accustomed to And I was doing so many things. I think for me, it would be like, one, don't take high school so seriously because it really isn't that serious. It really isn't. I only came to that realization in about 11th grade when COVID hit. And I was like, you know what? None of this actually matters. And it really like was, I'm glad I came to that realization. It helped me out a lot. Um, but man, high school, whew, I was taking like 10th grade so seriously. I thought it was like do or die. Like I was like, this is it. Like if I don't do well in 10th grade, like yeah. my entire future is fucked. Like that's it. Like I'm never gonna, I'm gonna be living on the streets. Like I'm done. Um, and it's really not, it's not that serious. It's like chill out, calm down and, uh, talk to more people. I like, I had like a certain friend group. Mm -hmm. And then when I went to high school, all those friends were in a different school. And so mm -hmm. I, I, I did make friends in 10th grade, but like I could have made, I don't know. I feel like I could have just talked to more people. I was like, talk to more people, just be more open, just be more friendly, just go with the flow, just chill, you know, just vibe. Just, just chill out. Just vibe. And honestly, like, what is it? My Instagram bio is, um, it's, I think it's like something along the lines of like, uh, it's not that serious. I feel like that would just be my, my biggest advice to myself. It's like, it's not that serious, man. It just really isn't. Wow. Nothing ever is. Nothing ever is. Okay, cool. Um, what is the best compliment you have ever received? Best compliment I've ever received was, Ooh, this is a good one. So when I was in, fuck, I don't even remember how old I was. I probably was in like ninth grade. So I would have been like 14, 15. Mm -hmm. um, I was talking to this. We were hanging out. We were having like a campfire at my, my one friend's place. And we were just like chilling out, hanging out. And um, we were like, I, I don't remember exactly what was going on. But I think I, I said something about like uh, this like stupid photo I had from when I was a kid. I was like, yeah. oh, yeah. I have, well, I mean, I was a kid, but like a younger kid. I was like, oh, you know, like I have this photo, whatever. Like, haha, we were all just like laughing and joking. And then this one guy, um, he said, he's like, you know, I hate it. When girls are like, oh, look at this photo. Like, I look so ugly in this photo. He's like, man, all girls are so fucking pretty all the time. He's like, they don't even have to do anything. They just like wake up in the morning and they're pretty. And he's like, it's so unfair. And I was like, shit, okay. <laughs> like, I don't know how to reply to that. I didn't actually say that, but I was just like, fuck, like, all right, man. And that was like a solid, like the fact that he was just like, like, he's like, you don't even have to do anything. He's like, you, I don't know why you like out here calling yourself ugly. Like every single girl I've ever met is pretty all the time. Like, I don't get it. And I was like, bam. Okay. All right. And that was, that was a pretty solid compliment. Still think about that one. Nice. Yeah, being a DMs, bro. She, she's just coming. Who, who is he? Who is he? What does he do? Who's this ugly dude? I have no idea where he is. I have no idea what he's doing. After, um... After after the compliment, no. you, you ghosted him, never spoke to him. After again. ninth grade, uh, he went to high school and I don't know, I went to a different high school and she, I never saw him again. She ghosted you, bro. I didn't ghost him. It's, like it's, it's we were hardly friends, to be honest. Like we were friends, like we knew each other in elementary and like we played soccer together, but like I don't know who it is. Okay, cool. Moving on. I, okay. Um, what is your biggest failure and what did you learn from it? Oh, my biggest failure. What did I learn? Um, that's a great question. Oh, thank you. Finally. Oh, uh, fuck, man. Like, I'm trying to think. What did I fail at? I mean, I guess 
my biggest failure would be maybe like I fucked up pretty bad. I'm not going to lie in. um, And this is going to be another school related one. Mm -hmm. And, you know, up to this point in my life, most of my life is revolved around school. Still doing school. Lots of school. And um, COVID fucking sucked, man. So, yeah, when COVID started, I was in high school and I basically was like doing online school in my dark basement and woo, my mental health just went like like all the way down like it's just like and it was terrible um for me that was probably one of my biggest failures on my point part of just like my work ethic and just my point of life and like point of view in life and just like where i was going and what i was doing i had no freaking idea what i was doing i mean no one knew what they were doing Mm -hmm. but i just I went about it all wrong. Like I was just, I feel like everyone else was like, oh, COVID, like this is an excuse to do less school. And I just doubled down and like tried extra hard. Meanwhile, I was locked into my house and like in my basement and it was dark and I had no vitamin D and I was just staring at my screen 24 seven, like I gotta do schoolwork. And yeah, it was like not good. And uh, what I learned from that was it's not that serious, man. Like it all comes down to that. It really does. Like what I learned from that is don't take life so seriously. Like, why are you doing this to yourself? Like, just chill the fuck out. Like, honestly, okay. that, that is my takeaway from my entire, like 20 years of life of experience. It's just calm the fuck down. Like seriously, just chill out, bro. Chill out. It's not that serious. <laughs> nah, it's not, it's not really. Okay. What advice would you give someone who wants to pursue a career similar to yours? She has multiple. I don't know which one she's going to pick. Um. Well, I don't know that I really have a career at all at this point. I thought you were an actor. Well, yeah, but... It's on your IMDb. It is. That is true. That is correct. I would say that right now my whole life has kind of just been a series of jobs, not necessarily a career. I think I'm still trying to figure out my career, which ultimately I would like to be acting. But like I said, I've only ever had one paid acting gig. So I'm not exactly calling that a career. I mean, that Everton one was, you know. Yeah, I've been actually meaning to ask him for the footage for that. I was thinking I could maybe throw it on my demo reel. I'm thinking about it. Why not ask for mine? You didn't like mine? What did I do for yours? I thought I filmed yours. You acted in my thing. like For what? What did I do? One week ago. What was I doing? You were a detective. Oh, Damn, oh, sorry, I just people. like burped. Sorry. She said my thing was bad. No, I'm, I'm not saying it was bad. I just like wasn't counting it because you didn't write it yourself. So I was like, I'm just counting things that like we made from start to finish, like including writing. Yeah, it's directed. Okay, fine. It's not going anywhere. But <laughs> I'm just like, yeah. But also fine. I think the reason the Everton one stands out for me is because I get complimented on that one a lot. People at school, like it really surprised me because I'm going to be honest, like when we went to go shoot Everton's, like I was underprepared. I didn't really know what I was doing. I was looking at the script like you saw, like I had to go my, I had to do those lines so many times. Like I didn't know for freaking idea what I was doing. And then I was just having fun. And then I was like, you know what, whatever, like we're just having fun. We're doing this thing. And people like, especially like when it first dropped and then also even just like continuously, like people will always stop me and they'll be like, oh my God, like I saw Everton's thing. Like you were so good in it. And I loved when you did this thing. And it always surprises me how like, how people always compliment me on it. Cause I'm yeah. like, for me, it wasn't something that I was like, okay, we're gonna take this really seriously. We're gonna break down the script or like really, cause it was just like, it was just like a little school project. So yeah. I was like, whatever, like I'll go and I'll act in it and I'll do my best. And I did, I did try my best, but I didn't do a ton of like preparation beforehand. No, okay. Um, and so I'm sorry, Medi's calling me. Medi can, uh, I'll talk to him later. And she's got friends, people. <laughs>
And so, um, yeah, for me, like, I guess the, the what was like, you asked me about the vice career, right? So mm-hmm. for me, my best like advice, I guess I could give to people that want to pursue, let's just say an acting career, even though, like I said, like, I don't really consider, I don't think I, I definitely haven't made it yet. Two but, acting credits. Yeah. Two, actually I only have one on my MDB. Everton was still working on it. Is he putting it on IMDb? I don't think so, but. Okay. Well, so far I have one. For the clicks, okay? <laughs> For the clicks. Okay. So, um, yeah. So I think for me, like the biggest advice I'd give to people is just like tell people what you want to do. I think, in fact, I would almost say that for any career in the film industry or any industry at all. It's like you have to go out there and you have to tell people what you want to do. It's like goes back to what we were talking to about filmmakers. If you go to like a networking event and like a film thing and you go hand out your business card and your business card says filmmaker on it, then like no one knows what you want to do. Like, what do you do? Are you a set designer? Are you an AD? Are you a director? Like, what do you do? No one knows. Just give me all set. Yeah, but that's the thing. Like people don't want to hire, <laughs> people aren't going to hire you if you don't have an idea of what you want to do. People mm. don't hire people for vague jobs. They hire people for specific jobs. They're not going to hire you for a vague position. So you need to know what you want to do. I think you have to go to these events and you have to tell people, this is what I want to do. I went to a birthday party the other day and there was a ton of filmmakers there and I was just going around. We were talking and he asked me like, oh, so what are you doing in film school? And I said, hey, yeah, like I'm in film school. I'm really enjoying it. I've really liked ADing recently. Immediately he was like, oh, well, I'm looking for some ADs for a project that I'm working on. Do you want to come AD? And I was like, yeah, sure. But if I just said, oh, you know, I'm a filmmaker, like I just do anything. Like I probably wouldn't have gotten that opportunity because it's very vague. Like they don't know what you do. Are you a set designer? Do you do costumes? Do you do hair and makeup? Like that tells them absolutely nothing about you. Fine. Facts. Okay, cool. I'm taking so I think, filmmaker. Yeah, for me, for me, my best advice is be specific. Know your goals. I want to work on a film set as an AD. I want to do, I want to act and I want to uh, do stunts and I want to do um, stage combat. So that's you do stunts? I'm, yeah. When do you start doing stunts? I do parkour. Um, oh my god, that was loud! And I also have <laughs> I also have um, training with uh, stage weapons. Stage what? Weapons. So like, you should guns. Like so, no, not guns. Swords, daggers, and long staff. What about the? It's two wood things, and there's a chain in between. Oh, nunchucks. nunchucks! I do not have training with nunchucks, but that's what I would like to go do. I want to continue my training. Um, there's a workshop going on soon that I would like to sign up for to do that and get some certification with Fight Directors Canada. But anyway. No. Gotta have specific goals, Kevin. I got specific goals. Yeah, um, what's your specific goal? What do you want to do? I want to be a director. Okay, nice. I like it. Exactly. What kind of stuff do you want to direct? <laughs> I like romance, Ooh, drama. Okay. I like drama. I can see that, yeah. Um, I like thriller. I'm doing some horror flicks to see if I like the genre of horror. I've always wanted to act in a horror film, which I think is so funny because I yeah. cannot stand horror as a genre. Like, I can't watch it. It makes me, like, want to crawl into a hole. And yeah. it, I always get, like, scared of the dark at night if I watch one. Um, but I've always wanted to act in one because it just looks like so much fun to be on set for. A little horror. Yeah. That would be fun to do. I think it would be really fun. You should do it. I'll write a script. Write a, she's a writer, people. Did you know that? Oh, yeah. I also do a little bit of screenwriting. I would like to do some more, actually. So write me a horror directing. Put some blood. The thing is, like, here's the thing, Kevin. Like I said, I don't watch horrors. I've seen maybe one horror movie in my I life. Said, I'll direct. Oh, you can't write it. Fine. I, can't, I can't write a horror movie. I've never seen one. <laughs> See, that's the same thing. I, I don't know how to write something I don't know or understand. Well, you what you're afraid of. What are you afraid of? I'm afraid of, like, monsters. 
Yeah, you write about monsters, monsters in the dark, like a child, and like crawling into your room, yeah, like you okay. I'll, I'll like, write what's that one that we watched? Lights out, man. Like something like that. No, absolutely not. Would you act in something like that? I would love to act in something like yeah. that. Well, I actually watched. It would, how they it would made be it. very authentic acting because I would be genuinely terrified. <laughs> well, okay, I'm not gonna spoil it, but like when I watched how they made Lights Out, it, you have to act. Well, yeah, I know, I know. Because that whole thing was not there, that thing. Yeah, obviously it's not there. No, what I mean is, you know, they didn't even have a reference of it. Yeah, so you just she, have to, like, pretend like it's there. Yeah. But you don't actually to, see anything. She had to be afraid of nothing. You yeah. Know? But I've done that before, and it's fun. And it's because I I have always, since I was a kid, like, been deathly afraid of the dark, and I have a very vivid imagination, and I am genuinely terrified most of the time of things that aren't there. So I'm, I can very easily imagine something standing in that corner and be terrified of it. And that's just because that's what I do on a daily basis because I just like to torture myself. Okay. Okay. So watch out for uh, Kevin directed, page acted, that horror flick coming to you soon. Um, like it. Okay. Monsters. It's called <laughs> Monsters in the Duck. All right. Now, okay. I'm actually going to write that. I'm going to do it. Uh, describe a person you admire who has influenced your great deal. Who's not Kevin? Sorry, someone I admire. What was I going to have that question? Who has influenced you a great deal who is not Kevin? Okay, who has influenced me a great deal who is yeah, not I'm, Kevin? Yeah, I'm not Kevin. Um, who, someone... That is a good question. I would say... Mm, hmm. I guess, like... Well, no. <laughs> okay. <laughs> What is that? You guys hear my ears, bro. It's so satisfying. Don't you like, like, ever make, like, noises in the mic? Just, like, to listen to them? <laughs> okay, you win. It's like ASMR. Let's see what happens when you bring three streamers to your podcast. This is... <laughs> we, got, we got adults listening here, all right? Oh, sorry, sorry. I've actually never done ASMR, and I've never listened to ASMR, but I just... I like the concept of it. You're making it up. That's not what ASMR is. Um, okay, so what was the question again? Right. Who do you look up to? Right, 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 right. So who inspired you? I would say for me, what I found really inspiring as a kid um, was just watching people in Edmonton, um, improviser, professional improvisers and professional actors in theater. Mm. And because um, I think for me, especially growing up, is like if you want to work as an actor, it was very much like something you go to Hollywood, you go to Vancouver for. It wasn't yeah. something you could do in Edmonton wasn't really an option um and to see other people in my city working as professional actors and getting paid was really inspiring to me because it was like these people did it they went to the same high schools i did they walked the same halls i did they went to the same streets i did and they're out there doing it i was like if they did it, i can do it and especially there was this guy that i knew well i didn't even really know him he was kind of a legend at my high school he was kind of just around mm -hmm. um and his name was he had a really cool name um eric miracle that was his real genuine legal name and um right after right out of high school i'm pretty sure he got signed um as a professional improviser with the local improviser troupe called rapid fire theater in edmonton mm -hmm. and to me that was like well here's this kid that's like roughly the same age as me went yeah. to the same high school i did the same theater program i did and then right after high school, he started acting as a professional actor. And I was like, well, if he can do it, I can do it. And also we had the Edmonton Fringe Theater um, Festival, which I loved. And I volunteered there for a few, a uh, couple times. 
And um, that was just really cool to watch people doing theater and being like, these are people that I know. And actually some of my friends I went to high school with um, when I was in high school, were doing shows at Fringe Theater Festival, which was really cool. And it was just really cool to see people out there doing it. You know, I was like, if these people can do it, I can do it too. Facts. Nice. Edmonton. You see, it's, this podcast is tripping me up. I just I, saw right at the end of your list. This is what is the meaning of life. You better not ask me that or I'm just going to throw your iPad across the room. Ladies and gentlemen, I was just going to talk about this <laughs> conversation I'm having right now. I've heard it before with another actress from Edmonton who was telling me there's only theater out there. So I had to move to Vancouver because I needed to find more acting. So I'm like, wow, this just brings back memories. Stop looking at my questions. It's uh, true, though. There's really no, like, film. Uh, besides The Last of Us, which just finished filming there. I actually almost auditioned for The Last of Us. They were they had auditions going right before I moved. But then I was like, oh, well, I'm about to move to Vancouver. So there's no point auditioning for something in Alberta if I'm about to move. Should have just flown back and forth. Yeah, because I had money for that. Plus, also, I had no agent, no experience, like nothing. They weren't just going to like hire some random after actor off the street for like a big role that would pay enough for me to be able to fly in between. Why not? If you had the right person for it. Oh, well, I never auditioned for it anyway. Plus, at the time, I didn't know anything about the film industry, so I didn't really know how it worked. I didn't really know what I was getting myself she, into. She could have been early people. Um, um, What's the difference between being happy and being content? Being happy is... Being content is just like being like, I have no problems. I have no complaints. We're just chilling. You know, like being content is just, it's just, I have no, nothing to complain about. You know, we're just vibing. You know, it's a very like neutral, I think, way to go about life. You're not ecstatically happy and you're not like, it's sad either. You're just, you're at neutral. And I think to be happy with life is to be like, what they talk about, like high on life. Like you're just excited to wake up every morning. You're just happy to be there. Um, yeah, I think that's the difference. The difference is, are you actively enjoying your life or are you passively enjoying your life? Um, what things get better as you age? Right. What things get better as you age at the ripe age of 20 years old? (laughs) You've been on this planet for 20 years. What has gotten better? Um, life, life has gotten better. It's just constantly like, as since I've been a kid, I feel like it's only gone up. I've just... You know, people are like, oh, when you, when you, you're going to miss high school, when you finish high school and right now while you're here. No, it gets better. It gets way better. This is so much more fun. <laughs> Speak for yourself. Okay. Well, <laughs> sorry, Kevin. Um, just like, um, for me, my friendships have gotten better as I've gotten older. Like, I feel like the friendships you make when you were a kid, I don't know. They were just like surface level friendships, but I feel like also, I feel like the friends I make, it's easier to make friends now mm-hmm. than when I was a kid. Yeah. I have less trouble when I was a kid. I really struggled making friends and also picking the right friends. I had some interesting friends when I was a kid. Um, but <laughs> not gonna get into those. Um, but uh oh. I think now I, I know how to pick the right friends and also I think just like I know how to make friends better and I know how, I'm not so awkward. Like I think I used to I think when you're a kid, you're still learning how to make friends, obviously. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I was very socially awkward as a kid. I didn't really know what I was doing. Yeah. Um. And I feel like now I do know what I'm doing, and I I have an easier time. Although you know, I'm not perfect, but you know, it gets yeah. better. It gets better as you get older. You know, get more experience. What you right. doing? So you think everybody should know What's the most about what? About life. About life. Yeah, because man, I'm not sure that I know anything really that's that valuable to know. I'm just like. Well, you said not to take anything serious. I feel like that's something valuable. No? Yeah, but I feel like I've already said that. I mean, I can say it again. Yeah. Okay, something valuable. I feel like every everyone I think could use a little just more, just 
why so serious, bro, in their life? You know, just like, it's not that serious. Just calm down. Every time you're like, oh, this is so serious. You're like, mm, really? It's not. I mean, I can't think of a single thing that happened in my life that I can't laugh about now or that I maybe I can't laugh about it yet, but I feel like at some point I will be able to laugh about it. You know, if you're taking life so seriously that you can't laugh about anything ever, it's like, you're doing it wrong. <laughs> like, I'm just going to say it like, man, it's not that serious. Really not serious. It's really not that serious. Okay. Well, the question from our previous guest was, um, what- oh, you found it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it went along the lines of what is your purpose on this planet? Oh, what is my purpose on this planet? Oh, that's pretty actually simple question. Actually, yeah, I, yeah. I know my answer to that question. My answer to that question would be my purpose on this planet is to just bring good vibes. Honestly, <laughs> I have no idea what these vibes are, but yeah, bring them. <laughs> my, my purpose on this planet is just to make myself feel good and make other people feel good and just like everyone just be happy and i my purpose on this planet is just to bring joy i just want to bring joy to everyone okay good vibes good Good vibes good vibes to all i'm the santa claus of good vibes good vibes good vibes to all and um yeah so now you have to come up with a question for the next guest oh okay that's a very tough tough thing to do i haven't i know that i said i was gonna think about it and then i immediately stopped thinking about it yeah she lied to us people. Um, let's see. What would my question be for the next person? Um, if you could, like, if you could wake up tomorrow and do one thing different, what would you do? Okay. I ain't got to answer that. Next person. Yeah. <laughs> if you could wake up the next day and do something different. Okay, I'll remember this. Dear editor, please send just me write this it, question. Just write it down. Just write it down right now. <laughs> And then you won't forget. She's putting me on the spot. It's like I knew the other question, okay? It was something around that purpose thing. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you totally knew that. You know what? The next question is, um, oh, it's supposed to be two more questions, three questions. The two questions which are in my head and we have to take them out because people like peeping is, um, is there any question that you wanted to be asked that I did not ask you? Oh, man, I didn't even not think about this before coming here. I had no idea what you were going to ask me. I didn't know what I wanted to be asked. Risk taker. What if I was going to ask you to kill somebody on the podcast? Well, I'm here to answer questions. Not This This is truth, not dare of truth or dare. So if you were to give me a dare, I would say I'd like to pick truth instead. Facts. <laughs> okay. And then the follow up question to that um, is, do you have any questions for me? I mean, I feel like I already asked the questions that I had for you yeah, already. It feels like I walked into a podcast. Like, this is my podcast. Kevin, I, here's my question for you. Yes. If you could, like, pick one thing for your career, okay? Yeah. One thing to do for your career. You wake up every morning, you do this exact same thing, okay? Mm-hmm. And I know you want to say director. Just give me a second, okay? I'm getting somewhere <laughs> with this. But it's like one... One project, okay. So you got like you got a film project. You're working on one film, and you just you have to work that film until it's like perfect. You just have to keep doing it. You wake up every morning to the exact same film. Mm-hmm. What would that film be? What would you want it to be about? Like a like the same film you do same. like every day. And I'm assuming you're gonna do it as a director because yeah, what I'm, it's do. Like, I'm like just gonna be a, a director. Uh, what the movie would be? Yeah, what it would be like? Oh. What what would be the film that you were just like? I just want to keep working on this film. I just want to keep doing it uh, huh, huh, and then keep improving it. Huh. Uh, that's a ah, I never thought of this. 
I'll say if I had to do one movie, it's probably gonna be a. Uh, it has to be some superhero type of thing. Oh, okay, superhero film. That that would be like your one film. That you're like, this is the film. Yeah, because I feel like those leave long, like in people's minds. Like you remember Iron Man. That's true. Remember Batman. Like people that inspire other people. Yeah. You remember that. Remember that. So that that'll be me. Something. But it'll be something unconventional. Like, I don't want it to be like... Fun fact about me, I hate Batman. (gasps) Why? Because one time when I was little, I walked into the room and my dad was watching Batman. And it was this one scene where that, like, penguin dude was, like, disintegrating. And it grossed me out so much that I never watched Batman again. And then I did watch the new Batman film, The Batman. And I was like, wow, this does not live up to the hype. And And you snitched on me. Yo, people, let me tell you something. Paige... What did I do? Almost got me into trouble when I stole the opening scene from Batman and put it in my... Oh my God, yeah! Because you... No, I didn't realize it was the opening scene. I just recognized the song. So then I was like, oh, is this the song from Batman? I didn't yeah. realize you ripped off the whole ripped opening the sequence. Because the whole idea was I was shooting, copying the Batman, the whole thing we did. And then I didn't get the lighting that I wanted. I didn't get the whole thing. So I was like, this is what I, it was just to say, this is what I wanted, but this is what I got. Two things. Oh, that was so funny. Yeah. I remember when that started playing, I was like, this is Batman. Yeah. And then Kevin's like, shut up. <laughs> yeah. Cause then David is like, two things, <laughs> this and don't steal people's movies. I'm like, bro. But mean? also, like, I'm I'm sure I'm not the only person in class who's seen the Batman. Like, it was very obviously a direct ripoff of the Batman. Yeah, it was. It was. There was no shame in that. And I, <laughs> I sat down. I was like, I'm going to do it. Because the thing is, the Batman was a ripoff of Seven. Seven is the script that I got. So, I just continued the whole thing. Seven? Yeah. So, Seven. Which screen script was Seven? Seven was uh, Call for Help. Oh, okay. So they repeat off go. <laughs> they repeat off seven, seven, women, and then this. So that was the whole lineage. I was just paying homage. I see, but like there's a difference between paying homage and just ripping off the entire opening sequence. It had nothing to do with anything. It wasn't going anywhere. It's not exactly. Like it had nothing to do with anything. That's why it didn't work very well because it was a complete shift in mood. It was like the opening sequence. I'm like, okay, like I get this. I get the aesthetic. And then the actual film starts. I'm like, oh, wow, those two don't match at all. <laughs> Anyway, she got me into trouble, people. I didn't get you into trouble. Anyone with two eyes could have told that that was the Batman. That was a direct rebuff of the Batman. Hey, listen, I, I had to do what I had to do. Okay, the final question. What is the meaning of life? Oh, God, Kevin. The meaning of life. Yes. What is the meaning of life? I feel like, and I'm going to say this again because I do wholeheartedly believe it and I'll never shut up about it. The meaning of life, bro, who gives a fuck? Seriously. Don't. Why are you taking it so seriously? Huh? Why? Okay, I get it. We only have this one life and you gotta live your life to the fullest and whatever. But like, you gotta really spend your whole life looking for the meaning when you could just be like having fun, you know? When you could just be chilling, when you could just be vibing. Like, yeah, okay, what's the meaning of my life? The meaning of my life personally is to be happy. Anything that I can do that makes myself happy, I mean, obviously it doesn't tear down other people, you know? Don't be an asshole. Um, It's just like, 
that's the meaning. That's it right there. If I can just go for a bike ride on a Saturday afternoon and it's, yeah. it's warm out and hear the wind in my hair and hear the birds chirping. And I'm like, this is it. This is the meaning of my life. Cause right now in this moment, I'm happy to be here, bro. I bought myself a puzzle. I'm going to go home today. I'm going to do the puzzle. Cause I just got here yesterday and I haven't had a chance to do it. And I'm so excited. That's the meaning of my life is go do my fucking puzzle on my patio in the sun with my dog and drink tea. That is the meaning of my life. Okay. Well, you ride an electric bike, yeah? I did. See, these people cheat. And what do you bike, mean cheat? Bike's supposed to be mechanical. It's all about working out. You know, you're going My, up a hill. Maybe you bike for exercise. I don't bike for exercise. I bike because I don't have a license and I don't want to pay for gas. On that note, any, <laughs> <laughs> any words for the people? Inspire the people. Hello, people. Here are my daily words of inspiration. They are. <laughs> Do cool shit. Have fun doing it. Just Don't be, take life so seriously. And just be chilling. Just be chilling. Okay. Where do we find you online? Uh, you can find me online on Instagram. Although, honestly, I just deleted Instagram. So, you know, don't DM me. I probably won't reply. But, you know, I have photos on there. It's at page underscore Lennox underscore. I was told Instagram is like an actor's resume. So why, why did you delete it? Because I was doom scrolling and wasting my life. Because the purpose of my life is not to doom scroll on Instagram. It is to do puzzles and drink tea. Doom scroll. Yes. What is doom scroll? It's when you basically you pick up your phone. And you do this for like three hours. See, I, I learned something <laughs> new, man. Like I didn't, I didn't know that was a thing. It is a thing. Doom scrolling. That's the title of this. Do doom you do? Do you doom scroll, Kevin? No. No, you don't like pick up your phone and just like scroll for like an hour? I don't even know where my phone is right now. No. Well, that's good. I'm happy for you. I, I podcast. Yeah. So that's why that's why I had to delete Instagram. I'll probably get it back soon. Um, because you're right. It is good to post stuff on your Instagram. It kind of shows people what you're doing. I've been meaning to post like some parkour stuff on there to like show people that I do parkour and what you're capable of. It's not parkour, it's parkour. Actually, it's parkour. No, it's parkour. You sound like a chicken. Yeah, that's what parkour is. Oh no, I'm thinking it's of chickens like jump and jump. I'm trying to think of like the office, you know, when he does like the parkour. 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 Fine. My name's Kevin. I do parkour. No. Yeah. I'm Kevin. I do podcasting. I speak to people every day because I'm friendly. If you have DVDs, talk to me. I'll take them and throw them away, but not give it back to you. Also, I've been meaning to post more um, film stuff, like what we're doing in film school, the films I'm actually making. Yeah. I'm like, I should probably post about those. That'd yeah. probably be helpful more for me. my life. More me. Yeah, more Kevin. Need some more Kevin shots. Also, okay. I want to take some voice acting classes. There's a lot there's a lot of things on my to-do list. A lot of classes I want to take. I want to start taking dance classes, singing lessons. I want to continue with parkour. I want to do a sailing thing. I want to do um uh like combat uh what, the thing i was telling you about like stage combat um and then also what was the last thing i had the last thing and then i immediately forgot it. well anyway there's a bunch of classes and stuff i want to do so yeah horseback riding oh my god i want to learn how to ride horses i mean i've done horseback riding but i want to do more of it there's so much that i just like i just want to do more i just want to do more and be more and see more and feel more and exist more so would you say you are like your dad just gotta stay busy yeah it's just i don't do construction but why not it's fun I have no problem with construction. I've done construction. Um, I did a construction class when I was in school. I built a table for myself. And I actually sold it on Kijiji for money. Nice. I need this table fixed. Can you help me? 
Um, sure. You should probably add some braces. Like I'm talking like, you know, those like, ver- I forget the, I don't know the technical term, but you know, those like vertical or like sideways and you pop that up between the legs. It'll help the legs stay a little more, more stable and not like wait, wiggle so much. Well, it's supposed to scare the guests. And I was like, okay. And you want to scare that. the guests away? Like, yeah, I'm not touching that. They're yeah. Like, nice. I, I was pretty scared the first time I touched the table. <laughs> like, That's definitely a way to run a successful podcast <laughs> to scare your guests away. That that'll work. I look forward to seeing that in your future plan. People, it's been fun. This is Paige. She doesn't change, all right? Oh, hey, wait. I have one more question you should add to your list. Yeah. I feel like this would be a good one for your podcast. You could ask your, pe- your people, um, what is it? What are your like three or five year career goals or something like that? It's a good question. Paige, what are your three year, five year goals? Um, well, pretty much all those classes I just mentioned to you, I want to do all of those in the next three to five years. And then also I want to do some traveling. I want to go to Asia with my dad. I'm going to go to France with my mom. And um, I want to get a job. I want to get an actual acting job. That's also on my to-do list because I haven't really done that yet. So, okay. yeah, we're going to get there. I'm get there. One day at a time. <laughs> am, I, am, I, am I getting a cut out of this? Sure, yeah, Kevin. If, if I get a job because someone says, oh, I saw you on Kevin's podcast, I'll give you 5%. <laughs> Hey, hey, <laughs> who, who do we want? Is it a producer? Is it a casting director? Who do we need for this? Because uh, I can bring them. You see, see the benefits of having a podcast? I can bring all those people here. Great. Yeah. Just like publicly put your address out on the internet and they'll all come right here. No. And they'll come rob you. And I've then you'll had... get robbed yet again. And then they'll be like, oh, maybe it's not a South Africa problem. It's just a you problem. I've literally had two producers sit where you're sitting. Oh, that's fun. I just need to get a casting director or whatever. They're I can be a casting director. No, you're not. You're an AD. I can do that too. Okay, casting director. I'm a woman of many talents. I, I, I mean, I've stood in front of several casting directors and tried to sell myself. So, I mean, how hard can it be to stand on the other side of the table and just tell people you suck? No, I'm just kidding. I wouldn't say that. That's, that's what mean. they say. No, that's not what they say. Oh. They just say, "Oh, thank you. Um, thank you for coming. Really appreciate your time, and uh, we'll contact you um, if we and if we want to go further." It's like, "Okay, bye," and then you go, and then they never call you. And then they ghost you. What? Yep. Like you did that guy. Yeah, see, I am great at ghosting people. I'd be a great casting director because they do it all the time. See, she ghosts. <sighs> Plus, as an actor, I feel like I have a good vision for like casting director, like for our projects that we have coming up. Um, like I know what I want for casting. I have an envision of like the performance. I know what I want. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas because I think I'm an actor, it makes it a little bit easier. So I feel like I could be a good casting director. Oh yeah, she has a great story. Well, can you switch scripts? It's not too late. What? You can't give me your script. I give you my script. Oh, no. What? No, my script is more fun. Yours is so serious. This is what I'm saying. It's not that serious, bro. It's really not. I I thought about it. I was like, this is going to be hard. You could just change your script. They said no. That's that drastic change. No, you have have until the end of the break to make any last minute changes. And then after that, then you're locked in. The break is like three days. Oh, my back. Well, our chairs are not comfortable for a reason. Um, Ladies (laughs) and gentlemen, we'll be concluding this podcast. You tell the people your final words. Um, my final words, you already asked me this and remember I had a stupid answer. My final words are live, laugh, love. <laughs> Have a great day, everyone. All right. See you next week. Cause I'll be back. <laughs>